You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We were in the drive-thru. She, I, I, had, I had to do some driving errands, and I was like, okay, I'll take her with me. And as a reward for being good or whatever, I was like, okay, we'll go split a Frosty together. Um, so we're in the line, and there, and she looks at me, and she says, Dad, what is that sandwich? And it's a huge poster of a blown-up Baconator. And I'm like, well, that's just like, you know, a really big hamburger with a lot of bacon on it. And she says, who is that for? It's too big. <laughs> it's got too much bacon and too much meat. It's true. And, and so she fixated on it while we're in the car, but we get home. Then she wants to tell her mom about it. And she's, she, at one point, she conspiratorially whispers to me, you would take a huge poop after eating that. That's also true. <laughs> and she looks around the table. She says, wait, dad, you're big. It's not for you. I am small. It's not for me. Mom is medium. It's not for her. It's not for anyone. And then, and the three Baconators. What then, about the yeah. Shaq? What about Shaq? I don't know if she knows who Shaq is. Okay. Um, then I'm to talk to your child about Shaq. She gets woken up at 3.30 in the morning because like our smoke alarm, the battery went out because it always goes off at 3.30 in the morning because that's how sure. these things work. We calm her down. She's just like, Mom, I need to talk to you about this huge burger. Just like won't shut up, but and and she stayed up for an extra hour, fixated on the baconator and the terrors of it. Eight thousand dollars, eight thousand dollars of fireworks, ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars of fireworks, and a legal retainer. 
to the Shutdown Fullcast. You are listening to the Internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall, and I have a question for you, perpetual guest Ryan Annie. Um, if your daughter was focused on the Baconator, you were asking who the Baconator is for. Yeah. What would be a bad thing to do after eating a Baconator? Like, what would be any activity that would be bad? Swim. Taekwondo. Taekwondo is a good one. Um, (laughs) Swim to Taekwondo would be up there. Fight with a bow staff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Volleyball. Go to go to Ooh. a church where you're not where it's like not cool to leave in the middle of service to go to the bathroom. Like a no farts church. Yeah, a no farts church. Yeah, one of them not. The yep. Vatican, what? I assume, is a no farts church. No, that's a that's pope farts what, church. Oh right. That's actually what Missouri Synod means. That's why them. That's why them ceilings are high in the Vatican. Gotta let um, that out. Gotta let. I it probably, out. honestly, I wouldn't get on a plane right after eating a baconator. Because it wouldn't take off. Yes, that's right. <laughs> the pilot's All like, right. I'm giving it everything I got. All right. Somebody hit a Baconator. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're going to need somebody on the left side of the plane to also eat a Baconator. We got a wing dragon. <laughs> Do we have a doctor in the house? Okay, good, good. Can you watch this man and make sure he doesn't die eating this? Mer- Do we have bird? a Dr. Pepper in the house? <laughs> That is, I, I, those are all great answers. Can I, can I give you an equal challenge here? Please. What yeah. if I told you this thing? What if I substituted Panda Express? Who? Hmm. Yeah. What if? That's a, that's a low floor, high ceiling risk spectrum there. Because, you know, you could, you could grab yourself some, you could grab yourself some steamed rice and green beans. I don't think that's what happened. No. No, but yeah. When was the last time anybody did that at Panda Express? Ever. Like, somebody somebody might have done that. I don't think that's what NASCAR driver Chase Briscoe did. Because Chase Briscoe, if you don't know, yesterday was the Daytona 500. Woo! I'm obligated to do that by my by Creed and by Gene. I have to do that. Uh... Yeah, and here's what happens in the Daytona 500 sometimes. It's in Florida. Sometimes it rains. Sometimes there are long rain delays. Sometimes six, sometimes seven hours like yesterday. So when that happens, the drivers are kind of at ends as to what to do. Chase Briscoe decided that a good thing to do would be to go to Panda Express. During the race. Uh, During the rain delay, yeah. Because the rain delay happened and he decided, well, I got nothing else to do. I'm going to drive to Panda Express and Did he drive up. in his NASCAR? Um, he did not, which I know Boo. why he didn't, because you got to take that net down every time. That's mm. just a pain in the butt. You can tell that he's got a capacious truck, though, because you can see one of those handles on the inside, like next to the steering wheel, where you got to like fling yourself into the seat. Yeah, this man, this man is not going to here in like a Duke Ranch. This is a full King Ranch. Okay, whatever he's driving, and Chase Briscoe went and got Panda Express. Now, in case the timing wasn't bad enough, like I know you might eat the Panda Express and feel okay, right? Might feel shelf stable, so to speak, for a good couple of hours afterwards. Real shelf stable, or like Bon Appetit says it's shelf stable. Uh, the the latter. Okay. Not the former. Oh. But then there was another six hours of delays before he had to get back in the car meeting. <laughs> I think our man Chase Briscoe was probably mission critical. 
by the time he got back in his fire suit and got back in the race. And also, he crashed out. So in case you wonder whether all of that Panda Express under pressure in his uh, digestive system was placed under significant pressure during the race. Yeah, yeah, it was because he crashed. So good luck, Chase Briscoe. What I'm saying is that you're the most daring man in the world for filling your gullet full of Panda Express and then getting into the confines of a race car for the better part of another two hours, including a high-speed crash. believe this was this was either his first or second cup series race as well oh does like, not care whether he lives or dies like yeah. like this this is this to me you say this and to me i'm like this is a move of somebody who's got i don't know <coughs> like 70 races under their belt and granted he's raced you know other levels before or whatever but man what a decision this is no the thing he has under his belt is panda express That's true. <laughs> This is a man who really knows his tum tum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's how I know. By the way, Chase Briscoe is also under thirty, right? Yeah. That he's like, yeah, yeah. man, just go ahead. Let's just slap some Panda <laughs> Express. He could probably eat the containers it came in at mm -hmm. that point and be fine. Yeah. Spencer, this makes, this makes me think we should have Teen NASCAR. Just like, <laughs> just like, I'm I'm running low on Mountain Dew. <laughs> I need I need, I need a full tank. I need a full tank. Could you do a mid-air refueling like in the old Nintendo Top Gun video game but with like Baja Blast? Yeah, more Baja yeah, Blast! Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Spencer, where do you think Jace, Chase Briscoe is from? Chase Briscoe is from, I'm going to guess North Carolina. Indiana! Oh, Indiana! Oh, Listen, so who's better equipped to know about uh, chain restaurants of Volusia County? That's a good point. Large stretches of Florida, remember, are just soggy Indiana. Volusia also County is one of those, I can verify. Yeah. But yeah, if he's if he's like if we can have teen NASCAR, oh man. Man, I thought you said teen NASCAR. I'm like, that's just teens. That is what I said. Teen NASCAR, yeah. Yeah, teen NASCAR. NASCAR for teens. Yeah. Mm. That's like the teen NASCAR developmental circuit where we Mom, I'm going to youth group. <laughs> Why'd you crash? Well, I had eight cans of Monster on the floor, and one of them just, like, flew up, blinded me for a second. I went into the back of him. I saw his vape rig go out the side. Just that. Just just a bad idea NASCAR. That's really what we're coding, right, Jason? It's not T-NASCAR. It's bad <laughs> idea NASCAR. Worse idea NASCAR. Worse <laughs> idea. NASCAR's already a horrible idea. It's a horrible idea. Um, I'm looking at the Wikipedia <laughs> when page. You, when you tune in, to, when you tune in to the Super Bowl of NASCAR, and everyone just says, "I wonder when the accident that we know is going to happen that has a pre-nickname. I wonder when that's going to be." The sport is a bad idea. <laughs> I am uh, so excited to see the disaster. When will it happen? Because it is going to. I'm happy to report that Panda Express, the expansion of it nationwide really is largely due or at least at least uh, a good part of it is due to former ucla head football coach terry donahue no way yep uh -uh. he was I don't think he, i've ever lived anywhere near a panda express so so the business started as a uh as like a single location called panda inn in pasadena and terry donahue and his brother dan donahue like we're friends with the owners 
and the brother was like, hey, uh, I own the Glendale Galleria. Why don't you like figure out a food court version of your restaurant? And that is how Panda Express started. That is probably the most significant contribution to football UCLA has made over the last 30 years. Sure. Because think of how many linemen have been built in part or in whole out of Panda Express. Yeah. Uh, I've a also learned high that... high school linemen forged at the Panda Express. <laughs> I've also, I've also learned that Terry... I've also learned that Terry Donahue turned down the Cowboys job at one point. He did not turn it down to do any other job. He had been out of football for three years at that point. That's great. <laughs> yep. He just said, nah. Yeah, I that don't... is correct. That's a lot to... I'd rather just sit on my Panda Express riches. <laughs> Which I too would, because I'd have to reckon with, you know, like, Panda Express, what if we wrought? We've wrought a lot of... It's been a lot of good, it's a lot of bad. Panda Express is behind a lot of... Just lot like of NASCAR. Nights. Yeah, just I've like NASCAR. I've given a lot of thought, and it's possible I've never actually been to Panda Express. Never been inside. Have you been to you... one at a mall before? I don't think so. Okay. I know this is all very interesting. I have I have one which as soon as the pandemic is concluded, I will visit and I will regard it as a pilgrimage. And that will be the Panda Express on the Vegas Strip. That is. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, brother. Because you know what? Do you know what's been there for me? Good or bad at three in the morning? Do you know what has been there consistently mediocre, hot and ready? Whenever I needed it in Las Vegas, we know it has brought me amazing luck and also bad luck, but I discount that for the purposes of this uh, discussion. Yes, the Panda Express on the Strip <laughs> in Las Vegas. And I think what we're hearing is that this Panda Express comes sort of pre-necessitated. Like, this Panda Express <laughs> will be the fulfillment of the thing that demands the Panda Express. Like... <laughs> It's only this great if you put yourself in a particular state, right? Um, yeah, one would one would have to require the Panda Express. Yeah, it seems inessential in a normal resting state. However, in a heightened sense of awareness, one finds the Panda Express to be particularly palliative. Yeah, it's it's very quantum. It's only if you're <laughs> if you're observing it in a particular state, it's excellent. I really hope that there isn't actually a Panda Express on the strip. It's something only I see and experience when I go to Vegas. It's like Brigadoon, but with uh, scorched egg rolls. Like this is That's your, really this, is your Harry, this is your Harry Potter's like magic train track. <laughs> yeah, this is my station. This is my station. Track ten six, and a half or whatever. Six, Sixty-nine and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> to, like to when hog I, farts. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm at when I go to school at Hog Farts in Vegas and major in roulette, <laughs> and I've had a really long night. I go to platform 69 and a quarter. Wow. And, <laughs> and I then go to the Panda Express that only I can see. Wow. Yeah. Professor Carrot Top is here. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Rita Skimble, Reba Skimbleshanks. No, 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 no. Skimbleshanks. You did this. 
Yeah, that's defense that's where against, I'm going. Defense against the dark arts will be taught by Chris Angel this year. <laughs> it's defense against the dark arts. In here. How did you miss the defense against the dark farts? Right there. That is Wait, not what happens at Panda Express. <laughs> no, that is anything that's playing too light playing too loosely with the dark farts if you're eating Loose at panda dark, express lucius dark farts <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's i'm so glad that we got to experience this all together that's that's what this podcast does yep this is a stretch of us and together Whew. so a couple of things actually have happened that we probably need to discuss. Um, that would be one. Guess who made more money? I didn't think it was possible for this man to make more money. Because there's two people who I'm like, if you had seen them in high school and you'd said, these men, these men are going to pull down so much money, you would have been laughed out of the room. One is Will Muschamp, who I think we can all safely say that in high school, nobody would accuse of being the most successful person. Nobody would have looked at that man and gone, yeah. I see checks just poured out of that man. I don't know. He's from pocket. Valdosta, right? Oh no, no, no. He's from Bain. He's from like around Bainbridge, I think. I thought that was Kirby. Yeah, no. I think they're from they're from like basically the same part. But I will. Okay. I will verify. Well, I just think they look at Will Muschamp's shape and they think, oh man, that sh- that man oh. is he's gonna use that shape. He's got a, he's got the shape of success. Look at that. Look at that neck. Look at that body of a Russian nesting doll. There's just multiple fortunes nested inside him. Oh, look at the skull on that fella. He's going to be a winner. All coaches singing to each other. Look at that body. I'll work out. (laughs) He's from... (laughs) Oh, no. He grew up in Gainesville, Florida, remember, for a while. But then I believe he he went to... uh, where did he go to high school? He went oh, to high in school Ro- in Gainesville too. Also at Panda Rome, Express, Rome, oh. Georgia. He's so so Floyd. Oh, okay, yeah. Floyd County. So he's from Rome. Yeah, I mean, I I I would imagine he was not the dumbest person at his high school. Yeah, so maybe most successful. But yeah, here's the other one, uh, Gus Gus Malzahn. Because today Gus Malzahn just made another eleven million dollars. Because he became the head coach at UCF. Can we talk about this on the next episode? Because I've decided in honor of the holiday that I'm not going to get mad about UCF getting a better coach than Tennessee out of this until like tomorrow. Oh, sure. Sure. Cool. We, we can postpone that. Cool. Or I'll just play Nintendo and y'all can talk amongst yourselves. We, we can push it a little bit. I just right. wanted to say, in addition to the 20 plus million that he's getting from Auburn, guaranteed. Oh, we're going to keep talking about this. All right. All he's, right. He's I'm mad getting, now. He's getting 11 mil. <laughs> she asked so nicely. She asked Maybe so this nicely. This is about an NCAA <gasps> dynasty in which UCF hires Gus Malzahn and Tennessee has continued to employ um, someone who's very cool and smart. So just hypothetically, UCF is its own like self-contained thing that employs Gus Malzahn. Mm. That does help. <sighs> Hypothetical. Hypothetical. Wow. <laughs> now there's another guy with a successful shape. Man, there's so many. Pa- <laughs> okay, now I feel better. You look at him. I do. He does. He does. <laughs> Everybody, you know, you see him behind the curtain like Hitchcock, and all the Tennessee boosters are like, ah, oh, you are like us. <laughs> 
Just walks up and they're like, the Cobblepot! The penguin's here. There are 18 Pandas Express in Orlando. Pandas Express? Fuck me. Well, Panda you didn't Express? One panda running all that, did you? That's fair. I mean, and granted, like, Google Maps is kind of. Notoriously lazy animals. Google Maps is kind of stretching what Orlando is, but if you just put in Panda Express Orlando, you will get 18 results, and then below it, it will say, looking for something different? Like, no, Google, I was pretty Absolutely fucking clear. Not. This is what I want. 18, my God. That's So we're going to compare them all next season, right? Some of them are like really close to each other, too. That's the part that worries me. Like, oh, do they do that subway thing where like, they uh, you could just shoot. open one wherever. Yeah, we're like subway was famous for this a while back because they all they make all of their money off like selling the licenses. Yeah. Of the franchises, so yeah. they'll open one. There's nothing to stop them from opening. So one they don't care. One that already exists. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, they will, might. Yeah. So will Gus make the Panda Express's thing no longer the Waffle House? Is Panda Express the Waffle House of Orlando? <laughs> He's gonna hurt so bad. If he does that. Oh, you can you can find me in the back corner at a Panda Express. I'll just be housing some orange chicken. Then you can find me in the bathroom. (laughs) I will be there for a while. Let's take these tights from Golden to Ochre. I'll be hurrying up and I'll be huddling. It'll be weird. (laughs) I'll tell you nothing. Nothing tops off a day of defeating Tulsa by twenty (laughs) three points. But (laughs) Mongolian beef. We ran through them like that Mongolian. <laughs> Genghis Khan would have been proud. Now there's a guy who could move pretty fast. <laughs> they 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 huddled while they were hurrying up. He, it was incredible. He, he called the plays too. You'll note. You'll, you'll note he called a lot of plays. Might have been a thing to emulate. Speaking of hoarding treasures, Gus Melzon's bank account. How's he going to spend any of that? By the way, because I know. One, Orlando is a fine place for Gus Malzahn because it's not like, it's not like, oh man, what are you gonna do in Orlando? Man, well, Gus wasn't doing anything Goodbye anyway. Buy an Arabian Nights, man. He's yep. just covering the entire Asian continent. Yep. Yeah. Is Arabian Nights still a thing? I think so. It was for a while, at least. Yeah, you could do that. He's not doing a thing though. Like he's like, uh, that dude, that dude with all of his money. Like I will put a dollar amount on it. That guy probably spends. Two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars a year. That's it for everything. Is like that for everything? Like when he buys a new house, like yeah. a year in which he buys a new house, if that. Like I don't know why they're paying him. Like that's, that's nobody asked. Gus didn't ask you. His agent did. His Gus, agent. he might not get direct deposit for the first like, three weeks. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. We'll just buy some. We'll just buy some canned peas. <laughs> we'll be. We'll be cool. Like I mean it. Like I got my like, sister's HBO Max login. We'll be fine. That's okay. We'll just split a plate at Panda Express. <laughs> that's it. They've got a family combo. I find it to be a good deal. Gus, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and say what I mean here, and it's probably gonna take me a minute. Gus has a voice that sounds as though his accent should be about 900 times thicker than it actually is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like. For having the for having the speech patterns that he does, I feel like he should have Ward Burton's accent, you know, <laughs> or like a like a Mark Martin. 
He should have the he should have the kind of accent where you know that accent where it sounds like you have an entire Jimmy Dean sausage wedged in your yes. lip. Yes, where it sounds that like you one. are you are making taffy with your body. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but he but he doesn't. He speaks like he speaks something very much closer to like Middle American TV English when you, but when you hear like when you hear like the tone and the timbre of his voice, it sounds like he should be like, "Well, golly!" Like yeah, Cone so Com- Brothers movie side character, yeah. right? He's TV news anchor chopped and screwed. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. But he like he he might have twenty mil in the bank. And I mean, at the end of the year, he's going to have 20 mil. I don't know if he'll spend the interest. That's just, and that's not saying he's super cheap. I'm just telling you, he's from like Hilljack, Arkansas. And once he buys a boat, that's it. What, you know, Christie's not going to spend that much money. They, they once traded, like, that's my favorite Gus Malzahn fact is he once traded a fax machine for a car. Like that was they had a car and they needed a fax machine. So. Wait, the literal Carfax? Wow, that's nuts, man. I invented Carfax. Give me more money. Gus Malzahn makes another fifty million dollars for coming up with the concept. Yeah, he. I just. Why are you paying him? If he didn't have an agent, he would he would have done the job for like like seventy grand. To be fair, uh, Gus Malzahn not wanting to spread money around uh, is kind of why he's no longer at Auburn, too. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you going to spend money for a player? We can can probably get him for some Zaxby's gifts. We have (laughs) offensive line at home. (laughs) Yes. I also feel like if you're UCF, why are you spending money? It's good. well because uh, we're a Power Six program. That's why we we pay we pay our coach a big contract because uh, because we're basically an SEC school. That's why. Oh my God, is this the new Utah's in a power conference? UCF is not. Yeah, mm. we're UCF. We're almost in kind of a power conference. Wasn't TNA wrestling based out of Orlando? Sounds right. Sure sounds sure sounds accurate. Yeah. 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 So this is, mm. this is late stage Ric Flair. I had a big house on the big side of town. <laughs> My shoes did at one point cost more than your house. <laughs> I I'll get more money in a minute. Yeah. I think they'll be fine just because I think like UCF's a good place for, for anybody. George anybody? O'Leary George O'Leary was successful there. And that makes me think that, he was like, also very not yeah, successful there. It, 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 bo- <laughs> it broke down to mediocre there mm-hmm. on the field. It, it, listen, he won. He he won like he had multiple, I believe, double-digit win seasons. Which to me says, yeah, anybody can be oh. good there. Just because you got talent, you got a lot of people throwing money at the program, and you have a pretty manageable spread of teams to beat. You'll be fine. Then some other things happened. And then some other things happened. But if that if that dude who I heard say the word Florida in a public service announcement as Florida once, if that dumbass can be successful there, anyone can. Gus will be fine. <laughs> Is yeah, it time Georgia, to start saying Georgia Lear started and ended with winless seasons. That's <laughs> circle of suck. Is it time to start saying if Scott Frost could be successful there, anyone can? Uh-huh. Is it? 
That's better. Uh, I, like, I like that better. Yeah, I like that better. Yeah. That 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 really put that really takes a lot of the the fault I mean, look, away we from talk Nebraska, about limited but... rosters all the time. Let's talk about limited staffs. Fair. It's fair. Because because if that can work there, hmm, man, there's a lot of upside for Gus. Is what I'm saying. And that's our show, everybody. <laughs> We have to cover. Thank you to Panda Express for (laughs) everybody. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. We do have we do have a sponsor to talk about tonight. They haven't given us any money, uh, but we encountered in the wild here in Atlanta an 11 year old who listens to the shutdown full cast. First of all, to this young man's parents, what the hell? (laughs) Uh, But secondly, uh, this young hustler asked us to shout out his YouTube channel. (laughs) <laughs> and he did it very politely to a couple of adults who are uh, not his parents, despite having been, you know, shut up in quarantine for most of the year. He's an, an 11-year-old boy who is somehow not only not feral, but uh, had some had some pretty good gumption about, you know, hey, hey, will you will you advertise my YouTube channel on your show? Uh, this channel is called the Atlanta Reapers. I've never looked at it. Uh, Spencer, pull it up. Uh, sure. Yeah, let's see what we got here. Yeah. So, just in case you want to know the reach here. Yeah. We're going to we're going to double. Are we going to double the audience of an 11-year-old's YouTube channel? Yes. Yes, we are because you know what he asked. Does this make us liable criminally? Perhaps. Maybe. Perhaps. Maybe. But we also do oh, have Oh, it's an esports team. Okay, he didn't tell me that. Yeah. He just said YouTube channel. It's also possible he said what an esports team was, and I did not understand it. <laughs> That's entirely possible. Um, this also makes me want to ask: Did anyone watch Quentin Flowers playing football this past week? The fan-controlled football league. Uh huh. I did not, but I just wanted to confirm that that's what that is. Quentin Flowers of was it LaTeX? USF. Yeah. The, the, of the of the flowers Mac backfield that really should have been a video game dynasty. Jason, did you watch any of this? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, y'all. It it wasn't bad. I mean, it does kind of feel like wrestling done as football in the sense that uh, the play call most of the time is go deep. It's like go deep, go deep. Yeah, we're gonna make exciting things happen. Was Johnny Manziel out there looking like he was gonna puke? After running twice in a row? Yeah. Yeah. Was it exciting? Yeah, Quentin Flowers was throwing bombs. I'd watched anything with Quentin Flowers playing football. So it was kind of like the best of both worlds. It was arena, It was all the good things of arena football combined with all of the that guy parts of a game. Also, I'm not really sure it was real. They could have been making it all up. It felt surreal enough to me. And it's on Twitch. In case you want to know, like, what channel is it on? It's on Twitch. Are they doing this again? Is this what is this? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. They will have a they will have a full league schedule, and uh, one of the teams was called the Zappers. In case you want to know what level that's we're like at. the most that's like the most normal name you could have picked from them. The Zappers, yeah, no, that is the most that is the most normal one we have out of the the beasts. The I guess are pretty are pretty normal too. 
Yeah, they're they're fairly normal. Um, but yeah, we have the zappers, the beasts, um, other the, team names, the the wild aces, and the glacier boys. Okay, I where are they from? Boys. So that's the thing. All of the games are played in Duluth. Which Duluth? Georgia. Okay. <laughs> we don't got a whole lot of glaciers. Actually, I think okay. I know what type of glaciers. <laughs> there, there are two things I could see being compared to a glacier um, in, in a rap song recorded in Duluth, Georgia. Sure. So, yeah. Dealer's choice. Yeah. They're all, they're all played at uh, in the indoor arena over there. <clears throat> All right, um, I found the YouTube channel. This is even more charming now that I know what it is. It is Atlanta Reapers official. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, no, no. So Go ahead is, and counter against the bootleg. This That's is now <laughs> no. This is now the official YouTube channel of this program. Um, thank you, eleven-year-old YouTuber who approached us in the wild, um, and to his parents. Uh, you know what? He had a lot of manners. So congratulations. You're you're doing well. And for that, uh, just in case, we'll also shout this out and say future sponsor, Fan Control Football, because uh, I'm looking at these jerseys and I'm going to need a Glacier Boy shirt. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> sick. I want one. Is it Glacier B-O-Y-Z? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, um, you know, the name sucks, but Wild Aces has some, like, <laughs> has has those those Miami Vice. They do it, this... It's the Milwaukee Vice uniform that they selfishly never sent me. <laughs> Zappers. That, that looks like some sort of, I don't know, caffeinated gum brand. That's what they're. they're I think jerseys. it's Glacier Boys for the day and then Wild Aces when you want to go from boardroom to club. Yeah. And then Beast for the gym. As we so often do on this program. Mm. It sounds like this idea for a football league is the seed of a good idea, does it not? Let's continue doing ads. <laughs> All right. I love ads. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, sure, we all do. Acorns is an app you can put on your phone. Why would you do that? Because you can use it to save money and, what's more, invest money. You push a button, you tell it, when I spend a dollar fifty, I want you to take $0.50 cents that are left over and put it in my Acorns account. And then what Acorns does is it runs and takes that to the investment <clears throat> market, and then uh, the line goes up. So you understand? Acorns.com slash fullcast. You get a little, a little starter boost. Line start up, not at zero. Line start above zero. That's what we like. You can't. I am listen, uh, you, on pace for a, a six-figure retirement at age eighty-three. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> that's that's robust. You know what though? Those seeds and those trees—they don't necessarily have to be mighty oaks. Even if you just need to plant a couple of nice, nice prospect trees. I have the kids' early investment, and with just uh, twenty-five dollars recurring weekly, I'm looking at. Uh, one son's got $269 in the bank already. Another one's got 259 I guess because he's been gambling foolishly yeah, on what, fan-controlled what is, football. What is the disparity there? How'd that happen? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. But you don't you know? One, if you told me one of them was money laundering, I would believe it, especially because 
it's the younger boy who's apparently ten dollars down and maybe maybe he's just more of an insurance risk which again <laughs> if they came back to me and said he was i'd be like yeah absolutely maybe he that said boy's, all that the boy's totally one he said all the investment settings too aggressive and the market just ain't hitting right now just give it time <laughs> just give it time he sent it he sent his settings to rabid i have one i have one son that's the us dollar i have another son that's bitcoin <laughs> give it at everything we've got sir next more week, aggressive next week bitcoin's I, account is worth $40,000 more than us dollars I set my portfolio to ski mask. Apparently, that's <laughs> risky. I want to retire at age 13. Dad, <laughs> Dad, Dad, how did I get five stars already on my investment account? Why is there a helicopter chasing me? <laughs> Your portfolio just says, gah, 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 gah. Son, line go up too high. Bring line back down. <laughs> Money printer go, brah, 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 brah. <laughs> Sun turn, sun turn, machine off. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this apparently is what accounts for the ten dollar disparity. One son being more likely to engage in GTA style hijinks than another. Either way, though, even with that ten dollars in risk management, uh, they are both well on their way to having a nice little sum at the age of twenty one of around twenty five grand each. So hey. Don't let Money line is indeed don't let going have up. It that, please, please. Oh don't no! Let them I'm, have what do you, <laughs> you think you'll be able to buy in uh, a decade and a half or so for twenty thousand dollars? What about Anything? some home field apparel? That's probably about it. Pivot. <laughs> One pair of pants. One pair of doggers. That, that's what they're going to be going for in the open market, man. Home field apparel. Ryan, this is traditionally where you hop in. And you're like, oh, wow. I actually wow. know the home field read. Are we singing in a oh, round here? She, all right, all right. Home field apparel. Home, home, home for your fields. You Shit. know the brand. You know the quality. You know the snuggliness. You know the risks. You know the risks. You knew the risk. You need me on that wall. You home piece field apparel. Of shit. Dot com. Um, yeah, what can we say that we haven't said before? Schools you love, a hell of a lot of them, and more coming. Schools you haven't heard of but sure, should love, yeah, man, like a shitload of them. Houston uh, Baptist, sure, man. Yep, absolutely. Um, You're probably a school. You're a lot of dunk, a, a lot of dunking animals lately for basketball season. I know there's a Georgetown, like a like a ripped Georgetown bulldog dunking a basketball. I believe the Alabama elephant. Is dunking a basketball? They, they got a get... surfing zot. They got the surfing zot. That's a good oh, one to go man. with. Man. To go up against the surfing two lane pelican. I gotta buy another piece of home field apparel. Yeah, you do. Science Sorry. demands it. Um, fortunately, Holly, the other pieces you buy will be just as comfortable as the pieces you already own. The designs will be just as interesting and pleasing and unusual. As the ones you already own, the value will be just as exciting, just as eccentric, just as that's that's right. And this is the nice thing: if you buy one piece of home field apparel clothing, like you have one weird item, but as your collection grows, you have a weird wardrobe. You have a confusing and unusual like style, and that's really the goal: is to get to the point where you are going out in public. Wearing your dogger 
joggers. You are wearing, uh, uh, let's say, yeah, let's say your Houston Baptist T-shirt. And over it, you're going to have, what, a Vermont Catamounts sweatshirt? Does that sound good? Is that a yeah. good combo? Yeah, and you change That's your great. name to Conference USA. <laughs> and you can be that. Yeah. You can be that extremely confusing person at the dentist. When you go to homefieldapparel.com, use the offer code FULLCAST, 25% off your first order. You'll be glad you did it. You'll be just as impressive as the host you're listening to. I'm realizing now. more impressive now, than this ad read. God damn it. Fuck. Why you got to do that now? Like, No, not break. your part. Our part. Oh, it's fine. I just I thought we could. We're, we're going to get through it. That's the important thing. Um, we got to I mean, be almost that done. That assertion has, yeah. The notion that we're going to get through this has no basis in logic. That's true. Um, UCF, home field school. Homefield Magic got UCF Gus Malzahn, really, when you think about it. Hold that thought for a few weeks. Uh, okay. Something really funny is going to happen. Oh, no. Do you think that, like, at the, um, so you know how, like, it's more of a thing in basketball, but football as well. Like, you know, you have the Adidas camps. Yes. Camps. Do, you Do think, I think like, coaches move to home field? Because yeah, it went like, from Gus a home was, field school Gus was at, at the home field camp. Correct. He was talking to the yes. home field boosters that he, who yeah. he knows from Auburn. Yeah. They're Under Armour school. Shut up. They're home field school. Right. And the home field boosters are like, listen, we got you a place to live in Orlando. It costs $900 total. And mm-hmm. Gus is like, uh-huh. And like, that's mm-hmm. how he found the connection. Yeah, I, I think so. I think like it was between I think it was between UCF and Uwe Pui. Like I think those were the two that it was down to. <laughs> That's exactly how they say it too. They're like, Where do you go? I got it, Uwe Pui. Hi, hi. Home field peril. Ryan at Bud Elliott on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we're very similar. People say that about you. Yeah. Lawyers? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Floridians? Floridians. Both our lawyers. Yeah. Uh, Both that's equally it. responsible for everything that comes out of our mouths on this yep. show, to be sure. Both know a lot about Orlando Pandas Express. Mm-hmm. Bud probably doesn't go to Panda Express, I'm be honest. I think garbage. Bud only knows the really, really good deals at Panda Express. Sure. Like there's one yeah, meal that is um, accidentally two dollars cheaper than it yeah, should be. Yeah, if you if you order that on Thursday, they give you eight egg rolls. Because <laughs> because they, they gotta move the egg rolls at that point. They do it. That they become toxic on Friday. You gotta <laughs> it's order. An inventor- I got a pallet of them in my truck. It's yeah. an inventory thing. They're under they're under a settlement agreement with the EPA. They can only keep so many <laughs> egg rolls on site before they gotta move yeah. them. I like that it's the EPA and not the FDA. <laughs> no, the no. Here's the deal. It's, a, su- it's a super fun thing. Because what the happens first super is fun restaurant. The egg rolls the egg rolls become sentient on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on Fridays, all the egg rolls band together and they form into like a, a, a egg roll Voltron and egg Roltron and you gotta <laughs> you gotta destroy it by then. Egg Roltron. So they're pretty yeah. cheap. How did you, how did you know my high school nickname? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, he's forming. <laughs> See, I got I get all the egg rolls on a Thursday and I take them over to the EPA and then I get a biofuel credit for them. It's great. <laughs> I've made seven. I made seven hundred fifty-eight thousand dollars this year doing that. Sheriff's office has a cash for egg roll thing going on. 
Yeah. They do that on Saturdays. <laughs> I stock up on Thursdays. <laughs> bring in, <laughs> so you don't do crimes with egg rolls. You bring them yeah, in. Get no, them you eat all that cabbage. It just gets into your brain. It's hostility. It's just the gas. It's the Irish. It's the Irish thing, you know. Yeah, makes you bloated and gassy and irritable, and then you go out and rob a bank. So <laughs> I get I get the biofuel tax credits on one side, then I turn them in as weapons to the Volusia County Sheriff. <laughs> makes perfect sense. <laughs> And that's that's how I'm a millionaire. <laughs> I take it back. It was a great ad read. Hey, Phenomenal ad read. We did well it. Well done, everybody. Promo code FULLCAT. <laughs> oh, perfect. Th- you, you sure about that? Did it. Did no, it. I'm <laughs> never sure. It's all Connor, right. we're going to need you to dial up that promo code. Because <laughs> here it comes. Here comes the mother load. Promo code Egg roll Thursday. Yeah, we could do that. We could just make up a promo code every week, and Connor has to be the first listener. That's or right. Or else. That's right? right. What the fuck? Why, are, why is everybody trying to check out with this egg roll Thursday <laughs> promo code? It's not even Thursday. <laughs> well, yeah, otherwise it wouldn't be a secret. <laughs> on, Thursday, on Thursday, the promo code is just egg roll. So we could, just be, like, we could just be like free Akron shirt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Promo code is gassy ski mask. Gassy ski mask. Did we have a game to play? Is that was that next on our uh, on our agenda? We have a game to conclude. Yes, we do. Uh, and that was like a, fancy a, Bane. I like that. Yeah, that was like Bane on the crown. I'm real self-conscious about it, so thank you. Okay, Bane Bane on the crown. I was just kidding. I'm not self-conscious about anything. (laughs) We do have a game, Holly. Uh, Folks, last week I asked each of you to draft three sports, and I asked you to go home and weave onside kicks into each of these sports. Spencer, can you remind me what sports you selected? I selected golf. I selected basketball. And Ryan, you selected darts, right? Oh, we're doing great. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> okay, yes, I can darts. confirm that so I know Spencer the three did not sports do his homework. No, no, no. I remember I, I remember two of them. Uh, that uh, <laughs> you, re- you remembered the names of two sports. <laughs> I remember. I, no, I have my solution. I remember the assignment. I, I remember my... that the assignment existed. Listen, I've heard of this podcast before. Something. We'll go on to Jason's. Jason's, which <laughs> I have pro wrestling, field hockey, and football. Thank you, Jason, for participating in mm-hmm. the show. Unlike some people. Uh, Ryan, what were your sports? I have tennis, ice hockey, and darts. I remember you saying that ice hockey and tennis were natural cousins. Correct. Um, so I guess we have to give Spencer a little time uh, since he didn't do the damn thing. Uh, Ryan, why don't we start with you? Let's, okay. Let's, let's I have ta- I have my two. I just don't remember what my You had was. three? Oh, oh my yeah, God. But... That means they're not done. No, I have I have a solution for two of them. I just yeah, don't remember what the that, third that's, one was. That's that's so, the point. That's that's <laughs> Somebody else try it. Somebody else try telling it to him. I'm asking you what my third one was. Cuz you didn't do it. 
So, I don't remember what my third one right. was. Spencer, <laughs> you're, you're, my Spencer, you're getting assigned a sport. What yeah, sport are we giving you. Spencer? Thank yeah. you. Assign me one. Um, mm, equestrian. Ooh. <laughs> Horse man. it up. Horse yeah. it up, big guy. Okay. All right. I'm on it. It's yeah. dressage, bitch. Dressage. Yep. Okay. I'm good. Here we go. All right. Christ. All right. So you want me to Why go first? Why do you glare at me when I call you a shitty teammate on the show? I'm ready. Why do you glare at me? Truth is difficult. Yes. I want Ryan to go first. Do you want me to give you my scenarios for all three or just one? Uh, just go first one. We're going to okay. go first one. We're going to go in, in rotating. Okay. So I'm going to start with tennis. Um, yeah. Tennis has, unlike football, tennis has preordained possession. You alternate who serves. So this is my version of the onside kick. When you are serving and it is game point, so 40, from 40 love all the way up to advantage on deuce. If you hit your opponent with your serve on the fly, it can't bounce. You have to peg them. You win that game, and you get the next service game as well. Oh, I like this a lot. And then after that, it just goes back to the normal rotation of alternating who serves. But if you pull this off, you could conceivably serve uh, three times in four games. If you hold serve all three times... That's basically the same thing as getting a break. Um, but you can do this as much as you want. Now, now the downside, because the onside, the onside kick has to have like the risk element to it, is it's got to be on game point so that if you miss, and it's got to be on the server's game point, if you miss, you have just blown a chance to win that game, and therefore you might not even hold serve that game. Plus, you can't do it then two times in a row. I like this for a couple reasons. First of all, anyone getting beamed in any sport uh, starts from a certain baseline of humor. But second of all, this weaves in another component that we wished for on the show a couple of weeks ago, which is surprise combat. Yes. Yes. This is the only way I could think of in tennis that you could have the surprise of the onside kick. Like you don't have to declare it. You can just do it. And I believe, I don't know if this is true on a serve. I do know that it's true. Uh, when the ball's just in play after the serve, if you hit your opponent, that that shit counts. So this is already in the tennis rule book as best mm -hmm. as I know. And so I'm not really adding anything wildly new. I'm just incentivizing, you know, hitting somebody in the abdomen with a 115 <laughs> mile per hour serve. Tennis is hard as hell, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, boys, thoughts? Outstanding. No, this is brilliant. I have no critiques. It's got beaning. So, yeah, it's got to be good. All right. Jason, let's uh let's go to your first sport. Which would you like to divulge first? Um, I'll start with I'll just go in order. I'll start with pro wrestling. Um, so, thing of the onside kick, if the basic idea of the tactic is replacing your opponent's offense opportunity with an opportunity of your own, then Rasslin's options here are basically endless, which is we need to confine it a little bit. We need to narrow down the options because, um, like, you know, you could do an ambush before the match starts or you could, like, counter a finishing move. You know, like, it's, 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 there's very little structure to what happens within a wrestling match. There's, like, there's very little structure to fuck with. Um, the other thing about the onside kick is that it's bullshit. It's a bullshit move. 
Like that's the best thing about an onside kick. No, no one, uh, you know, Walter Camp did not say, oh, and here's a tricky thing you could do. No, like this is something, something some idiot stumbled upon. It was like, holy shit, I can't believe that works within the rules. It's so stupid. Um, it's like football's best innovations. The zone read. There's just someone dropped the ball and they were like, you know what? Uh, but so the onside kick is a stupid hack that someone just stumbled upon by accident. And I mean, I don't again, wrestling's options are just too, too vast there. Um, I'm thinking of it in terms of like, all right, what is the most boring thing in football is a kickoff. So we got to work with what is the most boring thing in wrestling. The most boring thing in wrestling is a rest hold. And this also fits because it is a transition between, you know, I am doing offense. You are selling my offense. This is very tiring for both of us. Now we need a break. So we are going to snuggle for a minute and then we're going to break loose and you're going to do offense and it's your turn. We've traded possessions and the rest hold is the just uh, arbitrary customary transition between those uh, possessions, so to speak. So it's got to be something that fucks up a rest hold. And again, the options are limitless. And I mean, I, I, right now, what I understand about wrestling is that um, this lady, Alexa Bliss, who weighs like 75 pounds and she's like a, a Disney goth Disney princess. Um, she also has like Satan powers, like Satan superpowers or whatever. So like cool. I'm going to knock you over and I'm going to put you in a rest hold, right? You are going to think that you are going to break out and do this to be, but no, I'm going to turn into a 75 pound Disney goth princess and voila, onside kick has happened. Okay. I think that's a, I think that is a bold solution for a sport where, yeah, possession is, is not really definitive. And also I'm in favor of anything involving 75 pound, uh, goth princesses with Satan powers. So sure. Yeah. I heard yeah. that about you. Yeah, it's it's that that has the theatricality that you need for this. So approve. Jason brings up an interesting point in that wrestling is tricky in this because you're kind of hemmed in both ways. Mm-hmm. Like you have option paralysis, but also, uh, you're also very limited. I like this. Uh, speaking of stupid hacks, Spencer, what's your first sport? So speaking of stupid hacks, golf, the ultimate stupid hack. Um, I. Golf's tricky because, uh, like some of these options, there really isn't uh, the notion of possession. There are only turns where you're playing against another player. Now, it doesn't have to be match play, right? You can't golf when there's three or four people involved in a tournament setting. It'd be impossible. But we're talking heads-up match play if you're playing against somebody. Um, there's two possibilities here. One is chaotic. The other is actual chaos itself. So we'll start with stroke play where you're going up against somebody. And the idea is that behind an onside kick is that you really want to take a possession or a stroke in this case from somebody. Both players tee off after the second player has concluded teeing off. And I mean the minute the ball hits driver and takes flight off the tee. Either player may race to hit the ball of the other as it lands <laughs> it's gotta land okay that's the only thing you can catch it on the move you can catch it when it's at rest but you gotta hit the other one the first this sounds one, like polo it kind of is without I a horse now mind you remember neither player is really going to want to do this where does it say you can't bring a horse to a golf to a golf course you have to ride an, you have to ride an alligator all right, right, all right. 
Um, so either player may do this at any point, which is what makes it dramatic because no one's going to be doing this every hole because nobody's that conditioned. So they may just take off, run, and hit the other player's ball. Upon hitting the other player's ball, that's yours. You can take that one. Uh, that is your ball to play. The other player, while you can't actually steal possession, you can make the other player take another shot. Meaning they have to play your original ball that you hit, and they have to play a ball from that spot. And you get to choose for them by beating them to the ball, which one they take. So you can't really take a possession, but you can definitely add at least one stroke to the other player's score while taking the better of two shots for yourself. So uh, what I like about this, Spencer, is that like most golf rules, you have made it. It has insane bureaucracy. Yes, you have made yep. it insanely yep. complicated. Because when you first started describing this rule, this is how what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say second drive leaves the tee. Both players can run to the other player's ball. And then I thought you said whoever I thought you were going to say whoever gets there first can hit the other player's ball the opposite direction. Like, they can fuck up the other player's position and knock them back if they get to the ball first. That would be too simple, too simple <laughs> and too clean. So nope. you decided to go with this insane multi-layered scheme. So, and that's yeah, so which, golf. Which, sounds, which is how, which sounds like a rule that has developed over time in 100%. golf. A hundred percent. It sounds like mm -hmm. something like Scott's very it's arguing very about 200 years ago. Yes. R Ryan said preordained, and that was very Calvinist. But then Spencer came in with Calvin Ball. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, I want you to consider... The no wonder you couldn't remember what your third sport was. No, no there's no more room. <laughs> I'm then out of was, RAM. Then there was the tournament <laughs> variation of this. Oh, God. <laughs> what have we created? Which is where <laughs> any player at any point may take this option. Good. Good. Meaning you could sneak attack from the opposite hole, right? Somebody could be on the four and another person could be on the 12 and they could simply run across and take the shot immediately. Usually you got to pay double for that. Hey. Okay. Uh, back to Ryan. Okay. Second uh, sport. I'll do ice hockey next. I thought so. So ice hockey is tricky is even trickier than tennis because possession is a thing, but it changes all the time. And so I like got away from that completely. And this is my version of the onside kick for ho hockey. I will argue that hockey kind of has the onside kick already in the form of pulling the goalie so that you have a man advantage. Okay. But, okay. But this is this is and this is similar to that, but a little different. At the end of any period, including the third, uh, one team can extend the length of that period by one minute for every player that they're willing to take off the ice for the extra time up to three minutes and therefore three players off the ice. So if you get to the end of the third and you have lost four to three, let's say you can say, no, we're going to play two players down, add two minutes to the clock. And then you just play two more minutes of hockey. But you can do that in the first period as well. You can do it three times throughout the game if you want. Now, 
Same thing as an onside kick. The advantage you get is if you are the losing team, you have extended, you've literally extended the game, given yourself more scoring opportunity. The downside is you might, you know, give up two more goals in this time. Or if you do it too early, you might take what's a close game and turn it into a blowout. But that is my solution for hockey is to say, yes, you can basically add overtime, small overtimes to each period. You just have to sacrifice one position on the ice per minute of extra time that you're giving yourself. All right. Discuss. Yeah. uh, The accounting of this confuses me because I have a very small brain. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Golf, golf rules. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So literally all it is someone else's rule unnecessarily complicated. No, no, no. I said, because I have a small brain. That's that's, it's not that it's unnecessarily complicated. It's just, I'm going to need a couple of reads through. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, All it is, at the end of a period, one team can say, hey, we would like one minute added to the clock. And to do that, we will we will play one player down for that one minute. They can oh, say, okay. they can say we want two minutes and we'll sit two players. They can say we want three <laughs> minutes and we'll sit three players. But that's the most. You can't do more than three minutes and three players. Okay, no, I love this. I love this. This is brilliant. And also, it could lead to my favorite thing, which is the John Boysification of any game, where we could just have one player out there and all the time in the world. That's, yeah. Yes. Sure. And then you could hear, uh, man, I could just hear the soft focus features for the next year. Just this soft, we have a <laughs> And just this lone skater. Time enough for life. Time enough for the years. That's all the words I know. I'm sorry. That's good. Then just Doc, okay, em- then you. just the ghost of Doc Emmerich going, "Ah, the NHL <laughs> on freeform." <laughs> anyway, Jason, second sport. Um, my next sport is field hockey, and I took this assignment to mean, uh, like if you were working within the established rules, how would you attempt to pull off something akin to an onside kick? I didn't right. really think about like adding a rule. So my approach is a little bit different. Hmm. Um, for field hockey, I would like to say field hockey is a well-liked sport for both men and women. It is played in many countries all around the world. In Asian countries like Pakistan and Republic of India, it is considered the national sport. That's in quote marks, according to uh, Ministry of Tourism, Government of Pakistan. The game is, I don't know anything about field hockey, as you might be gathering. So I am going to say we will take Ryan's rule and we will add the word field in front of it. Beautiful. Does this work? (laughs) I'm happy to help. I I think so. I don't see why it uh, wouldn't. There are... uh, Sometimes on natural grass or sand or water-based artificial turfs with a small, like hard, small hardball. Yeah. yeah. The stick is in the shape of a J. It's got yeah. fullbacks. It has four periods of 15 minutes each. So, yeah, you can do this. Yeah. How many rules in field hockey, by the way, surround use of the stick? Because that's the first place I'm going where I go, all right, so I'm in a field. Yeah. And it's a contact sport. Mm-hmm. And I'm holding the big old wampin stick, right? Right? Mm-hmm. So where are we going with this? I'm like, 
what can't I do with this? Because you're going to have to prescribe that very precisely to me. Otherwise, it's just going to be whomping time. I, I think that's discouraged. Um, <laughs> I think. You know? I what, am. Why? So here on the <laughs> field hockey page on the simple English wik- Wikipedia, there's really nothing that says you can't do that. So. Mm-hmm. Is it one of those things where it's so painful and so bad that it's obvious that nobody would do it once you start playing field hockey? Yeah, because the problem is everybody else also has the same stick. Yeah, it's kind of like, hey, wouldn't you just use a nuke if you had one? (laughs) It's not that simple, brother. (laughs) Wouldn't you just use a nick that could shatter someone's knee? (laughs) Those we can't really find out without playing field hockey ourselves. Going to have to try it out. Yep. Springs are coming. I, the, I I vaguely remember that I think like the the main thing you're not allowed to do with the stick is like raise it above a certain height, like maybe not above like your eye level or, or something. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I think that does mean like you can just like nutshot. That's yeah, all I mean <laughs> just nutshots for days. I'm just gonna yeah. We'll just check. No, uh, nutshot does not appear on the Wikipedia page, and therefore we have to assume. It's legal. <laughs> the founders intended for there to be right. nut yeah. shots in field yeah. hockey. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, a strict, I'm a strict, I'm a strict <laughs> Oh, so in sync. Yep. There's nothing that says yep. I can't impale you with this, so here we go. Yeah, yeah. And when Justin Fields invented field hockey, like, he would have put it in here. Yeah, yep. Field hockey. He's very tall, and that's how you know he was a founding father <laughs> of of the beautiful game of that's right man ohio state would invent the beautiful game of nut shots wouldn't they <laughs> now that i'm thinking like i'm making fun but i'm kind of with you now bro yeah. it stimulates it stimulates tea production <laughs> nut shots yeah yeah it does the testicles are traumatized and they're like bro we gotta work double overtime to get better that's right yeah we gotta get it out here get it out get it out get it out it's we're under attack it's basically going anaerobic for your testicles so. Yeah. I, th- I think it's like we're about to suffer a breach. Get it out of here! Get it out of here! Yeah, yeah. It's like burpees for your balls. You just go for it. Oh wow! Redlining them. Now that's all I'm doing. I'm just redlining them. Yeah. Just like your balls. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> Where you gotta redline the nuts, dude? If you want the gains, that's what we're gonna do. That's right. Redline the nuts if you want the gains. Oh H. We don't call it getting swole for nothing. Yeah, they didn't call him Limpy Hayes. He's Woody Hayes for a reason. <laughs> Nut shots all day. God damn. That might be true. Might, might actually be true, yeah. I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we did this already. Uh, Spencer, your second sport. Spencer, your, se- your second and last sport. <laughs> basketball. Um, so basketball is also interesting because, like hockey, it's a game of constant turnovers. It's very hard to take a possession in a way that is not actually explicitly encouraged by the rules and thus i sort of had to think of a way to take away the fruit of a possession rather than the possession itself as a flow of a game which is why we're we're gonna have we're gonna have the magic minute i'm adding the magic minute this is creating a rule to encourage uh spoiling a possession for your opponent the magic minute which is at the end of uh you know i guess in the pros it would be in the nba it would be at the end of every quarter um the last minute you can shoot for two or three points at your own basket or you can shoot at the basket of your opponent to take away two or three points 
Whichever one is closest oh, to you. Yes. The magic <laughs> minutes. Now, do magic minutes exist in some other sport that we need to know about? No. No, I'm pretty sure this is a novel. <laughs> and, okay. This is a novel and horrifying concept. I think the shooting magic... on your own goal is really stupid because you don't want to be in a rebound situation. They can just tip it back in. And then you However you want however you want to work the magic minute is the way you want to work it. Look, it's I magic, think... okay? Yeah. Yeah, not to overexplain magic or anything, but yeah, I I feel like both teams would just crowd at each other's <laughs> basket. Right? That could be fun too. Yeah, maybe. It's, who doesn't love watching? It's like bunch ball in soccer, right? It's like watching five-year-old basketball. Or maybe it's like, or seriously, maybe it's like breaking a press. I would actually love to watch a bunch of pros play basketball like my nieces play basketball. I just want to hit somebody, hit a negative three-pointer for a win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. I want, I want to see somebody turn around and drain a negative three-pointer. Now, does this have to be a team-wide decision, or is it? can people be doing both? Um, I think it's up to the teams. I think they could be doing both, right? Are we saying multi-ball? No, I, I think what he's saying is... I'm like, talking about in terms of personnel, right? I, 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 The way I understand it, Spencer, is you are inbounding the ball with two seconds left. So you're in the magic minute, right? Right. And you're down two. You have a choice. You can either try to get the ball up the court to shoot a traditional three-pointer and win by one. Or right. you can get it into the – don't even go beyond half court. Try to shoot a three-pointer against your own basket that you're normally defending and win by one that way by getting negative three points for the other team. You could. Now, this creates several options, which are you just going to sit there and crowd all of your people at one side in order to prevent a magic minute situation, right. in which case I could just break the press and go down and get a layup, right, right. or a three-pointer, whatever one I needed. Or are you going to go for the three-pointer at the uh, close end, or are you going to go for two? So here's my question. I, I, I inbound the ball, and my teammate attempts a three, a negative three-pointer. and get, He misses, but he gets fouled. <laughs> yeah. Is he taking three free throws each for negative one point? Oh, God, yes. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Did, it, did we just create? Did you just create an even worse situation out of yeah. this terrible situation I created? Yeah. yeah, baby, that is exactly what just happened. I I will agree with Jason that this is going to make the end of basketball games interminable because now you will have to be watching. Oh, each, that'll be a lot different. Each rebound to see like, oh, who tipped that one in? It's either plus two. It's it's a four point swing, depending on who tipped this ball in. Yeah. But, so but again, uh, how much, like, honestly, how different is that from now? How about That's we fair. just say there's no reviews? Like, <laughs> the, cult, the cult is what it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Sure. yeah. The Magic Minute is such bullshit. What if, that what if we did that anyway? Yeah. yeah. How about we just turn, how about we just get rid of uh, refs? How about, let's do that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. okay. Let the people decide. In the Magic yep. Minute, the ref is knocked out like it's a wrestling match. Yep. That's. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I meant just in Toto, let's get rid of refs. Yeah. Now, somebody mentioned multi-ball. The multi-ball Magic Minute is obviously the pinnacle of sports potential. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll get to that another time. Okay. That's overtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the overtime. <laughs> just shooting. Mm-hmm. Just everybody turns into James Harden. <laughs> 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 
So we could put 10 basketballs. Every overtime yes. period, we add a basketball, right? Yeah. So if we make it to the ninth okay. overtime period, every player on the field has a ball. Court has a ball. Oh, I like this. I like this a lot. I want to know which basketball player would be the Labrador Retriever who just tries to carry as many of them at one, t- one time, right? Sure. Tries to carry? Butler. You already said James Harden. <clears throat> wow. There we go. Wow. It's just James Harden like a lab with four basketballs in his mouth at the same time. <laughs> These are mine. My toys. All right. Is it my third? Yes. Okay. Uh, darts. Darts is tough. Yeah. There are not, there are not a lot of obvious ones. Um, so I am going to go with uh, a very dark overtime rule called the William Tell rule. <laughs> oh, no. I and can't the, wait. Ryan, the, what's this named after? You can probably guess. The William Tell rule is uh, it's very simple. Uh, you can skip your opponent's turn. I'm assuming we're playing 501 or 301 or one of the sort of typical dart games. Um, and you can skip your opponent's turn if you have a loved one go stand <laughs> In front of the dartboard, with an apple on their head, and you. Are, what about what about in their mouth? Uh, no, I'm gonna say head because I really don't want to. That's like too far for me. Even. How are we defining loved? You, you, that's fair. That's fair. You yeah. have to bring. You have to bring a relative. Let's say that you bring. You put. Oh, a, that, that could give you a lot of room. No, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. How clo- how close of a relative? An immediate relative. Let's say it's got to be. Um, a cousin or ne- a nephew or cousin or closer. It's got to be like one, you know, one branch of the family. One uh, rung. Yeah. Can yeah. I can I bring a historical figure I have retri- I have retrieved with a time machine? Yeah, absolutely. Alexander yeah. Hamilton, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 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 they, so they stand in front of the dartboard with an apple on their head. You get one throw. If you hit the apple, you get to skip your opponent. Your opponent loses a turn. Good for you. And if you miss, you miss. And we just proceed as normal. And Christmas cards get a little weird the next year. <laughs> you have fewer Families Christmas are complicated. Cards. That's true, yeah. Fewer thank you notes, too, for sure. I know. Dude, I'm throwing it right into my relative's face every time. There's yeah. absolutely no way I'm sitting there with a dart and thinking about, don't throw it in their head. No, I'm totally throwing it in his head. Oh, God. <laughs> It's just half. I know it's happening. I can't fight it. Here's here's the thing. I think the British might go for this rule. I think they might be like, yeah, it sounds great. Hmm, sounds fair. Then they'd hit and be like, pity, pity. <laughs> it's a shame. Oi, he took it with a stiff upper lip. <laughs> oh, no one took it like Brandon. Did you see it? Look, look at that. Look at the resolve. <laughs> Barbecue sauce. Yeah, Ted, do you play much darts? No, actually. <laughs> so I think each each team of uh, people in the United Kingdom, they're gonna have like a designated cousin who's just really good at tanking darts. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, you know, I think I think that'd be Neville because man, he can bleed. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy's skull can't be pierced. <laughs> It's, he, he's got a thicker skin, He's got unusually like, dense eyes. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> it bounces right off. I swear his flesh swallows fish hooks. <laughs> his flesh swallows fish hooks. And I don't feel so good myself. <laughs> the human pin cushion. They Tell me, where'd me dart go? 
I tell you, he's so he's so brawny they can't tattoo him with a harpoon. <laughs> you throw it in his mouth, he'll swallow it whole and thank you. <laughs> you ain't any dirt, you cunt. <laughs> it means something different over there. <laughs> You can only it's say actually, it. You can only say it in some sort of a UK accent. <laughs> actually, I think that's a. I think that's the first time I've ever used that word. So, I'm good. I'm good. No, we said this last week. It's okay if it's Scottish. It's different over there. <laughs> it just means buddy. Mother would say it. Yeah. <laughs> what? What did you say? Oh, it's just what you call your neighbor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's like ma'am. It's like officer. Yeah, you can say it to a cop and they're fine with it. They'll oh. hug they'll hug you. That's British law. British don't have okay, I guess they have some. Oh god. They have so, the yeah, laws that they have the laws that say women can't earn property. No. That's actually uh, where all the cunt business comes from. <laughs> she can say it. Oh, I can always say it. So that's that's the William Tell rule. That's Marsha Blackburn is a senator in my home state. I can always <laughs> say it. Yeah, that's my overtime. That's my uh, onside kick rule for darts. And I'm sorry, Ryan. I love it and you. Thank you. That's great. All right, Jason, bring us home. Soccer. So we need to institute a legal onside kick rule in soccer. And yet. Literally all soccer kicks are already onside kicks, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I, I have, honestly, I'm happiest with the clear logic of my solution for how to work onside kicks into dressage. Uh, and that's this. Dressage is a scored... Uh, event where you have to evaluate moves made by a horse with the rider and a lot of them are on execution and control and and those are things that really aren't happening head to head with anybody there's no possession right except for one element and that's possessing your horse (laughs) oh goodness so my simple solution to how to work the onside kick into dressage is this you go out there and steal that bastard's horse. You go do it. Like Red Dead right? Redemption? Yeah, part of dressage is going to be horse control. And you know what the ultimate form of horse control is? Keeping a horn swoggler from taking it from beneath <laughs> your keister, buddy. Hey, feller! <laughs> dressage is generally people who are extraordinarily wealthy and bored, which is where this is going to be the funniest element because it's going to work in literal horse thievery as an important part yeah. of dressage competition. Meaning, you can like somebody will be out there and be like, "So I used to do this when I was at uh, Eton, and then I uh, went to Cambridge, and like here comes me going like, fill your hands, you bastard! I'm taking your horse." Wizzy Winkles. <laughs> oh dear. I'm the Nick Foles. Never told me this was part of it. I'm Nick Foles, and I'm taking your horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me and Rex Ryan out there, right? Like Rex Ryan <laughs> cheering me on, going, "Yeah, man, steal his fucking horse. It's beautiful. <laughs> Love it. Let's go get a fucking snack and steal some fucking horses." <laughs> Rex Nick Ryan. Foles in an apple-losing effort. <laughs> Oh, God. Ah, woo! 
my fucking shoulder. My fucking shoulder hurts so bad. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you pulled something on that, that's fine because you did it in a game-winning effort. You but did. yeah, that's it. Uh, that's that's my dressage thing. Is yeah, steal you want, the horse. See, so you go out there. No, and no tools. No cheats, no tools. Tools. You can't. Yeah, you, you you might think you can hotwire the horse, but that's not allowed. <laughs> no, we're we're gonna no, we're gonna do this, Spencer. You are allowed to take a duffel bag with any kind of implements you want to steal a horse. What tools do you think are required? Carrots and sugar cubes. <laughs> you said tools. Those are tools. You said tools. Those are implements, and a cricket bat for the rider. That's really all I need. Maybe a blackjack? I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, do I want that Karen Cisco telescoping baton? I mean, that's pretty badass, but I don't think it does the job any better than a cricket bat. Also, the irony of hitting some, like, some posh dressage rider with a cricket bat, that's too rich for me to resist. I'm going to have to do it. This is less onside kick and more class warfare, but I'm not going to stop you. No, who's complaining? You no. Know, who's complaining? Class warfare is pretty fashionable right about yeah, now. Yeah, that seems a bit unfair, doesn't it? <laughs> That's not on. Yeah, what do I need to steal a horse? A guillotine. Wow. Wow. Poor horse. Horses love guillotines. Everyone there are no this. poor horses. Shiny. Yeah, all horses are rich in love. <laughs> 